0: Hey everyone, it's Wesley here, and I'd like to welcome you to this uh episode of Business Blessings Radio. I'm gonna start something new with this podcast, in that uh I you know, people who know me, people know that I love to read. And one of my frustrations is that I recommend books to people and often uh they don't have time to read. And I get that, and they're not uh like it's one of my uh, giftings. If you've done um The Clifton Strength Survey talks about one of the giftings there is I'm a learner. So I know I love to learn. I love to teach what I learn. um, But I know everyone's, that's not their gifting. But I also know the power of a podcast to the power of listening to what uh, others uh, talk about. So, I'm going to start today, and I'm going to start by doing a short little book called The Awesome Power of Blessing by a guy called Richard Brunton. And as you know, our company name is Business Blessings, which we chose back in 2008. It seems such a long time ago now. And the reason why we chose the name Business Blessings at the time is we wanted to see businesses blessed. We wanted to see Christian businesses in particular thrive. Um, and do what God's called them to do. And we know that that's not always the case. We know that there's issues in businesses. Um, And it came about because um, the time I was working for Crown Financial Ministries, which is an awesome organization, which now I have Crown Financial Ministries and Compass, um, which is really about teaching people the biblical basis for how to manage their finances. And during that time, we ran a course called uh, Business by the Book, and I I talk to people today who did that course back then, and just the change that it brought about in their business. But when when my time with Crown came to an end, um, you know, God said to me, "You need to focus on ministering to business people." And I said, "God, you've got to be stupid, because that was one of the hardest things I did at Crown was." was running those those business by the book seminars cuz i mean back then um being a kingdom business wasn't as sexy as what it is now and like the idea of involving god in your business was just so far out but yet there are some incredible stories around and the incredible testimonies of people who did involve god in their business uh so we started off by uh placing intercessors into businesses and doing some training. And now, you know, we have a huge focus on teaching people how to hear the word of God in business. But one of the things that I learned um, after I left Crown was like we, over the five years, we'd taught about 20,000 people in various ways, whether that'd be seminars or the small groups or some of the audio recordings or articles were written, all those kind of things. Um, but there was a certain group of people who phoned me afterwards and said, where's well, it actually made things worse it didn't help. And that really started me on a journey to say, okay, when we apply the biblical principles, there is often a time of sorting out a time of going through. And those who did the business by the book seminar would say that as well, that, that actually we advise them don't rush back and put all these things in at once because your business is likely to go bust um in doing that but uh but it started me on a journey of learning some incredible things about healing the land um how to pray for businesses how to pray for people but one of those things is the power of blessing as well so So that's why I thought, well, why don't I start with The Awesome Power of Blessings? it's written by a guy called Richard Brunton. It's just a small little book published in 2019. I would actually encourage you to get a copy of it because as you'll see as we go through there's some prayers and things in here that would be great for you to have. Um, It doesn't cost that much, but I'll put a link in the show notes to this to to buy it. Um, You can buy it through Amazon. There's also some other books that he recommends. I'll make a list of those as well. Um, And every time you buy through Amazon, through one of those links, it just helps us uh, as well and helps us to fund what we're doing too. Well, God, speak to us as we work through this book. And I pray that you would bless each one who hears this, to hear, to understand, to minister, and to set people free in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, uh, Richard uh, starts off by giving a bit of his background to this, of learning that he uh, started to, to learn by looking at the curses on people's lives and breaking curses off people's lives, but that there's actually also the power of blessing to, to focus on the blessing rather than the cursing. And he's drawn quotes from uh, different books, The Power of Blessing by Kerry Kirkwood, The Grace Outpouring, Becoming a People of Blessing by Ray Godwin and Dave Roberts, The Father's Blessing by Frank Hammond, and the miracle and power blessing by Morris Burquest. So I'm going to put links to those in there, and I want to encourage you to to start a journey on this about the power of blessing and to speak out the power of blessing. And he says that discovering the power of blessing will open up a whole new way of living for anyone who acts upon it. And uh, he he talks about the fact that he's changing from. Uh, Asking people instead of asking them, can I pray for you? He said, may I bless you or bless your business or bless your marriage? And that often people uh, want that. You know, they're not afraid to say yes. And he talks about the fact that it's God's nature to bless. And as creatures made in his image, it is in our spiritual DNA as well. The Holy Spirit is waiting for God's people to step out in faith and in the authority that Jesus Christ has won for them in order to transform lives. So in part one is titled The Power of Blessing. And uh, he talked about uh, that his wife is from Newmere and so speaks French. And he talked about the words for cursing is uh, in French is malediction and the word for blessing is benediction. So the root meanings for these words are bad speaking and good speaking. So that's really what blessing is. It's about good speaking. Uh, he talks about in Proverbs eighteen twenty one, the death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. And we know that, that the words we speak bring life to people, or they can bring death to people. How many of you have had a negative word spoken over you that, that you carry to this day? Um, oh, Lord, just bring healing for that negative word. Father, turn that curse into a blessing. Oh, minister deeply and powerfully to those who are struggling with those words that are spoken over them. And Father, I pray that even through listening to this audio, that they would instead hear words of life today. Richard talks about the words contain tremendous power, either positive and constructive or negative and destructive, that each time we speak words, or even use a particular tone, which has meaning to those words, we speak either life or death to those who hear us and to ourselves. And further, we know in Matthew twelve twenty four to 35, it says, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man out of a good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. So we've got to be careful. If we have a critical heart, it speaks a critical tongue. From a self-righteous heart, a judgmental tongue, an ungrateful heart, a complaining tongue, and so forth. So what is in our heart comes out in our mouths. And look, I've been um, one of my intercessors lately. Just We've had a couple of things going on, and she keeps telling me, Wes, guard your heart, Wes, guard your heart, Wes. And I think that's really what we need to do because out of our heart, the mouth speaks, out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks god speak to her heart bless her hearts father if there's anything in our hearts that's not of you just lord i pray lord that you bring healing to her heart that you remove the hurt remove the pain remove the bitterness and set people free you know but on the other side of that thing is good treasure Good treasure springs out of loving hearts that we speak with a gracious tongue and from peaceful hearts, a reconciling tongue. Oh, let that be the case. You know, we, as a born again Christian, we have a new heart. And the Bible talks about that we are new creations. Therefore, as Christians, we should be doing more than good speaking. We should be doing more good speaking and less bad. We can easily lapse into negativity if we're not careful to guard our hearts and words. And once you begin to consciously think about this, you'll be surprised how often Christians either unwittingly curse themselves and others. But we'll talk more about this later. So the next chapter is about moving from good speaking to blessing, which is our calling. You know, as the Christians with the life of the Lord Jesus flowing through us, we can go beyond just good speaking. We can speak and impart blessings over people or situations. And indeed, we are called to do so. And perhaps the greatest verse about this is 1 Peter 3, 8 to 9. Be tenderhearted, be courteous, not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you are called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. We are called to bless and to receive a blessing. And I think that's one of the things too. It's it's good to bless. Yes. But we also need to have that heart of receiving and, and hard to receive a blessing. And I've been talking to some people lately, that just having trouble in receiving the love of Christ. They know it mentally, but not in their heart. So I bless you to receive that. It was fascinating that the very first thing that God did to us when he created was he blessed us. He said, be fruitful and multiply to fill the earth and subdue it. It's fascinating to me at uh, the moment with all the climate change stuff going on that one of those things is and I'm talking to the university students I teach is they they're frightened to have kids because they don't want to cause more damage to the earth but that's really against what God's called God has called us to do. He has called us to be fruitful and multiply. So one of the very practical ways we can do that is isn't having children um, and multiplying physically in that sense. But I also think there's a spiritual multiplication and there's a multiplication in the work that we do, that God has called us to be ones who are fruitful and to multiply in all that we do. Even Jesus blessed us. And one of the last things that he did when he ascended to heaven was to bless his disciples. So we find this in Luke 24, 50 to 51. And he led them out as far as Bethany. And he lifted up his hands and blessed them. He lifted up his hands and blessed them.
1: Jesus' heart is to bless us. Now
0: it came to pass while he blessed them that he was parted from them and carried them up into heaven. Jesus is our role model. He said that we should do the same things he did in his name. We are designed by God to bless. Jesus blessed us, so indeed we also need to bless as well. So what is a Christian blessing? In the Old Testament, the word blessing is the Hebrew word barak. Uh, That simply means to speak the intention of God. Think about that. We're speaking the intention of God over somebody's life. Oh, you know, so I think that's one of the reasons why we need to take this blessing seriously. And just to say, God, even before you speak a blessing, God, what is your intention for this person? In the New Testament, the word blessing in the Greek is the word eulogia from which we get the word eulogy. So in practice, this means to speak well of or speak the intention or favor of God over a person. So that's the definition of blessing that, that Richard uses in his book. He says that I will use this for the book, blessing is to speak the intentions or favor of, of God over someone or some situation. Think about that. Let, let that sink in. Blessing is to speak the intentions or favor of God over someone or some situation. Oh, it is the very heart of God to bless. Indeed, his very nature, God's desires to bless is shockingly extravagant. Nothing can stop him. He is determined to bless humankind. His longing is that Jesus will have many brothers and sisters. That's us. Yet while it is the very heart of God to bless humankind, he desires even more importantly that his people would bless one, of, one another. I mean, that's one of the crazy things about God is he uses us. He partners with us to release that blessing. Now, on earth as it is in heaven, there's us talk, talking to the Father about, Father, what's your intention to happen on earth? Lord, and we speak that into being. We are reflecting something that the Father is doing. But there's something more important to note, that we bless from a place of intimacy from God, from his presence. Our spiritual proximity with God is all important. Our words are his words and they are anointed with his power to accomplish his intentions for the person in that situation. Did you get that? So our spiritual proximity to God is key. We bless from a place of intimacy with God and You know, I I just want to come against a lot here. That's about spending a lot of time with the Father. You know, it's just, it's having that attitude of being in the Father's presence, of talking to him regularly. You know, so you know, I'm a huge two-chairs fan, taking that time. God, what's on your heart for me today? God, what's on your heart for this person? God, what's on your heart for this meeting? Just asking, going back to asking the Father, Father, what's on your heart for this situation? Uh, the next chapter is about our spiritual authority. You know, it talks about, you know, this is one of the things about the priests in number six. That like they're talking about what do we say of the people? And, and God spoke to Moses and said to bless them. We find this in number six, twenty three, and twenty seven. This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. I say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you, the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. You know, I was talking to one of my past students yesterday. He's about to get married and just all sorts of things going on. And just as I was praying to him, I said, man, I just bless you with peace. I just bless you with peace. And he said to me about half an hour or so later, you know what? I just need that peace because it's from that peace that I can make the decisions that I need to do. In the New Testament, we're called as Christians in 1 Peter 2 verse 9, we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvellous light. And Jesus said in Revelation one six that he has made us kings and priests unto God our Father. God wants to heal and he wants to do it through us. God wants to deliver and he wants to do it through us. God wants to bless and he wants to do it through us. We can ask God to bless or we
1: can bless in Jesus' name.
0: That's an interesting one. We can ask God to bless or we can bless in Jesus' name. And I think this is coming from, and Richard talks about this in the book, that it's coming from our place of authority that we have the authority to bless. Um, Richard talks about that he worked for a company called Colmar Brunton. It, uh, he says, some some years ago, I remember taking the time to go early to work to bless my business. I started with God bless Colmar Brunton. It felt flat. Then I changed it a little timidly at first from God bless Colmar Brunton to, so, so this is the prayer, how I used to bless. So maybe you can take this, use it to bless over your business. Colmar Brunton, I bless you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Bless you in Auckland, I bless you in Wellington, and I bless you in the regions. I bless you at work, and I bless you at home. I release the kingdom of God in this place. Come, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. I release love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control and unity. In the name of Jesus, I release ideas from the kingdom of God that would help our clients succeed and make the world a better place. I release favor in the client marketplace. I release favor in the employment marketplace. I bless our vision, better business, better world. In Jesus' name, amen. What is the blessing that God has for you to pray over your business? Oh, Maybe just take a moment and ask God, God, how do you want me to bless our business? the business that
1: you've entrusted me with. Oh, Father, release, release that blessing. Release that blessing to each one listening here today. Oh, that you would show them the blessing
2: that you have for their business. Which also
0: talked about that uh, as he walked into the business, as he felt that he would make the sign of the cross at our entrance and spiritually apply the protection and blood of Jesus
1: over the blessing, over the business. Oh. God is calling us to bless our businesses. And if you don't own a business, to
0: bless your workplace. Bless your workplace. You know, as you're walking around as a business owner or even, you know, even as an employee to, you know, he was, Richard talked about it. one morning, he laid hands on that person's chair and he bind the spirit of blasphemy in Jesus' name and took several guys, but eventually a spirit behind it had to bow the knee to greater power and the blessed blasphemy disappeared from the man's workplace vocabulary. Bless your workplaces. Blessing is speaking God's purposes over people's lives or situations With love, eyes open, intentionally with authority and power. Out of our Holy Spirit-filled spirit, simply put, blessing is acting in faith by declaring God's intention for the purpose of the situation. When we declare God's intention, we release his ability to change the things from where they are to where he wants them to be. And And remember, we are blessed because we bless. You know, there comes that comes down in one of the things he hasn't talked about is the Abraham blessing. You know, he talked about Genesis 12, that God blessed Abraham to be a blessing to others. And we have that blessing on our lives now, that, that again, that is that blessing of God, the blessing of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, you know, often we pray, God, I want that blessing of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But also, I want that blessing of that you first blessed us with when you created us, so that we're a blessing to be fruitful and multiply. So the second part of the book uh, that Richard goes into is how do you do it? And um, oh, so he starts so some important principles. He talks about make a clean mouth, a lifestyle. Uh, so we talked about this before: the power of life and death is out of our tongue. So blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. James 3:10. If you utter what is precious and not what is worthless, You shall be as my mouth. Jeremiah 15.9. If you want to speak God's intentions over people, then you need to avoid speaking words that are worthless or worse. Or worse than worthless. You know, maybe that's the thing to God, watch my mouth. Like I I often say about myself, I only open my mouth to change feet. (laughs) Which is not good. Oh,
1: Lord, how do I bless and not curse?
2: May my mouth speak words of
1: life and not death. Ask
0: the Holy Spirit what to say. Stir up your spirit through worship or speaking tongues. Ask the Holy Spirit to let you sense the Father's love for this person that you want to bless. So pray something like this. Father, what do you desire to be said? Please give me a word of blessing for this person. How can I encourage you and comfort them? Lord, what's on your heart for this person? Lord, what's on your heart for this situation? You know, there's a difference between blessing and intercession. Most people find that it's quite difficult to learn to speak out blessings. Invariably, they start to intercede, asking the Father to bless. Although this is a good thing to do, a blessing spoken in this way is actually a prayer, and it's important to know the difference. Speaking or pronouncing blessings does not replace prayer and intercession. It's a companion to them. They should be regularly found together. So Ray Goodwin and Dave Roberts in the book, The Great Outpouring, which I'd encourage you to get a copy. It's a powerful book, The Great Outpouring. It says it this way. When we bless, we look the person in the eye. If that is the situation, we speak directly to them or her. For instance, we may say something like, I bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus, that the grace of the Lord Jesus might rest upon you. I bless you in the name, of the f- name that, the f- that the Father's love may surround you and fill you that you may know in your deepest being just how fully and completely he accepts you and rejoices over you. Notice the personal pronoun I. It is I who is pronouncing blessing in the name of Jesus over the person directly. I've not prayed to God for a blessing, but I've spoken a blessing using the authority Jesus gave us to pronounce blessing on the people. So you may calm and bless them. Oh, I, I, I've been talking to a couple of people lately, and, and I know I've struggled with this. I remember, uh, and, and this is the area of knowing and understanding the love of God. I remember I was in church one Sunday morning, and God just said to me, you know, as a worshipping way, I said, Where's you don't love me? So said, God, what do you mean I don't love you? He said, you don't love me. And I knew what he was talking about. And uh, it really, it really actually upset me. Um, and I was glad that we took two cars to church that day so I could drive home by myself. It just processed that. And then at the time I had a spiritual director and, uh, and he's a Catholic guy, a man filled with the Holy Spirit. Anyhow, we sat down and he said, said to me this Tuesday without me telling him this. He said, "Where's I just sense that you don't really know the love of God. You don't really understand the love of God. And. He had me read 1 Corinthians 13 for two weeks and just sit and meditate on it. Now, I've got another person at the moment who's in a similar situation, just that he senses that God's love is so far off, but not close. And I just sense that God wants to bless you with that love. I bless you in the name that the Father's love might surround you and fill you, that you may know in your deepest being being just how fully and completely he accepts you and rejoices over you. Oh, receive that love afresh in Jesus'
2: name.
0: Okay, don't judge.
1: Don't judge. Don't judge, people. Don't judge, people. Oh. The less people deserve blessing, the
0: more they need it. People who bless non-deserving people receive the greatest blessing in return. And uh, Richard talks about an example of this. He says, imagine there is a man named Fred who has a problem with drinking. Fred's wife is not happy with him. So perhaps you'll pray something like, God bless Fred. Make him give up drinking. Listen to me. But it would be far more powerful to say something like, Fred, I bless you in Jesus' name. May God's plans for your life come to pass. May you become the man, the husband, the father God purpose you to be I bless you with a freedom from addiction. I bless you with the peace of Christ. <laughs> First blessing delegates the problem to God. It takes no effort. It's lazy. It also judgmental and self-righteous and focuses on Fred's sins. The second blessing requires more thought and more love. It's not judgmental and it focuses on Fred's potential rather than his present state. Recently I heard someone say that Satan knows our name and potential because us by a sin. Well, God knows our sin, but calls us by our real name and potential. The second blessing is more in keeping with God's plans and purposes. It reflects a redemptive heart of God. Remember, God loves friend.
1: God loves everyone. Did you hear that? God
0: loves everyone. God loves everyone. Oh, each one is made in the image of God. You know, I, I posted up on Facebook a uh, thing the other day because um, I was uh, speaking at an event. Hang on, I'm just going to quickly bring this up. And uh, someone had a water bottle at the event, and it said, treat people like Jesus died for them. <laughs> I thought, wow, that's powerful. Treat people like Jesus died for them. And it was interesting, some of the comment, like there was a lot of likes and loves and things Where, it. But a couple of people said, simple, though sometimes difficult, unconditional love that comes with a high price. Someone else said, Sometimes this is very challenging. Another person said, Yep, that is the goal, but we often need help with that. You know, I think that's it's, it's God, show me what the potential is in this person. Let's call it forth. Lord, show me how you see this person. Uh, often, um, yeah, it's a very different way of looking at it. Okay, so. It, then Richard goes through a number of
1: things he so put. He's talking about blessing those who revile or curse you, blessing those who hurt or reject you. Uh, you know, it's,
0: um, it talks about I once prayed for a woman who was struggling emotionally and financially after her husband had left her. I asked her if she had forgiven him. Well, that was hard, but to her credit, she did it. Then I asked her if she could bless her husband. She was a bit shocked, but willing to give it a go. Even though her husband wasn't present, I led her along the lines of, I bless you, my husband. May all of God's plans for your life and our marriage come to fruition. May you become the man, the husband, and the father God intends for you to be. May God's grace and favor be with you in Jesus' name. <laughs> you know, if, if you are separated, uh, are divorced, can you bless that person? Oh, it says, it's awkward to begin with, but then she caught the father's heart and God's anointing fell. We both wept as the Holy Spirit ministered to her and I believe her husband as well. God's ways are not our ways. To bless in these types of situations is so courageous, majestic even, and Christ-like. Blessing and undeserving is God's heart. His speciality, so to speak, consider the thief who was crucified alongside Jesus or the woman caught in adultery. What about you and me? Blessing is unworldly and counterintuitive. It's not something that people in hurtful situations feel naturally inclined to do, but it's God's way and it can heal. The one doing the blessing as well as the one receiving the blessing, it cuts off the toxic toxic squirt of bitterness, revenge, resentment, and anger, which might otherwise harm your body and shorten your life. Yeah. Bless those who provoke you. <laughs> How many people? Oh, dearie me. How many times have I been, like, I have to be, like, this is a really father confessional time. I have to be careful because I often, um,
1: I often speak to someone
0: in the way that they speak to me. And that is hard because if, they, if they're coming to you in anger or bitterness or judgment, like I can turn that around and speak back. Because I, I think it's because I'm sensitive and I pick up what's going on and so I'm gonna have to keep hang on. This person is speaking to me like this. I need to change it around and speak blessing back to them. I know some of my students who are who work in retail talk about they're now so dealing with constantly angry um customers, you know. And so they've they've had to learn how when someone speaks to you in anger to turn around and speak to them in love. I just look at a practical note about this. I I um had a couple of situations lately where I have became, become angry uh, with people. Um, I guess there's been a level of frustration in something that's been going on and stuff like that. And I actually went to one of my sisters and said, Hey, you really need to pray for me about this because it's really, it's I'm noticing it more and more. I don't know. I thought, is this a part of getting older? Is this something? Um, anyhow, it was interesting. We took time to pray about it and it was fascinating that weekend. I was talking to, um, uh, one of my friends who's a naturopath, and he said to me, "Was, you know, just be careful that your B, your vitamin B levels and different ones of vitamin B, and uh, uh, if they're low, it actually can cause you to be angry." So I've up my vitamin B intake, and I've noticed that that anger is going, uh, which is interesting. So just say that sometimes there's practical reasons for that, and we need to to look at that. Sometimes it's not a demonic thing that's going on; there's a, a practical reason, and that that our body knows what's going on and and we've got to listen to our body. And that's a whole new thing. And I'm getting a bit off track here. So bless those who provoke you. Um, uh, And uh, he talks about the testimony here. One of my readers made an interesting observation. The thing that I've noticed is that blessing has changed me. I can't bless people that have irritated me, for example, and then speak or even think wrongful thoughts about them. That would be wrong. Instead, I'm looking for good results to come from that blessing. <laughs> oh. You know, he talked about, uh, I once had a friend named John who invited me to pray over a family dispute concerning an inheritance. The spirit was dragging on and getting increasingly unpleasant. I suggested that instead of praying, we bless the situation. We bless the situation of dispute over this inheritance in Jesus' name. We come against a vision contention and strife, and we lose justice and fairness and reconciliation. As we bless this situation, we put aside our own thoughts and desires and release God to activate his purposes for the division of the inheritance. In Jesus' name, amen. So within a couple of days, the matter was amicably resolved. (laughs) You know, wills. there's such tension in wills out there at the moment. I know Seen this in, in even my own family, that my, uh, my grandmother's will, which had been set in place for years, and she died, uh, you know, 109 months, but still there was such contention over the will. And But yet everyone knew what was in the will for a long time. Um, incredible. Blessing instead of cursing ourselves. This is the next chapter. Recognizing and breaking curses. How common are these thoughts? I'm ugly, I'm dumb, I'm clumsy, I'm slow-witted, no one likes me. God could never use me. I'm a sinner. There are so many lies that Satan causes us to believe. I, um, You know, this is this is one of the power, and I know I'm talking about all sorts of other stuff in reading this book, but it's, um, you know, Satan is the father of lies, and he's very good at, at what he does. It, uh, one of the things uh, that we learned in, we've got this thing called Questioning God Week, and we go through and just ask God, what is the lie that I'm believing about? We talk about me, about God, about um, money, about my business, all these seven different areas. And um, so we ask God, what's the lie I've been believing about? And then we ask God, what's the truth in the situation? And I've just been blown away by how God has spoken in that situation. And I did this group of mainly 70 and 80-year-olds, and it was just like some of those people have been carrying stuff for 70 years, but God released the lie and allowed the truth to come, and there's an exercise we do after that. I release the lie that, and I replace it with the truth that, and it's amazing. that. So if you, if you want to know more about that, go to questioninggodweek.com uh, and check all that out. Oh, don't repeat or accept the curses. Instead, bless yourself. Bless yourself. You know, bless yourself. You know,
1: um, you need to forgive your parents. Forgive.
0: In Jesus' name, I forgive my parents. I forgive myself. I break the words of my parents and I spoke over me. I have the mind of Christ and I'm smart. Bless your mouth. I bless my mouth to utter what is precious and not what is worthless. And to be as the Lord's mouth. Many Jesus' miracles were accomplished just by speaking. For example, go your way, your son lives. I want that. That's why I bless my mouth and guard what
1: comes out of it. Bless your mind. You know,
0: I think this is very key because, uh, I often, um, you know, many years ago I had, uh, one of our friends rocked up to our house and uh, he said, look, my car's broken down. I'm going to be stuck here for a couple of hours while I'm waiting for the um, tow truck to come. Sorry, I had a mental blank there. Uh, he says, you know, I was close to you, so I thought he'd come around. I thought, oh, that's great, but I've got a very busy day. I've got lots to do. Anyhow, he, he turned up and I started to say, you know, why don't we pray for you while you're here? So I'm praying for him and um, just because he, he's a guy that, you know, he just never was, um, he was just all over the place. You know, God, what's my plans and purposes for him? So I was just praying that God, giving him fresh vision, give him fresh plans, give him fresh purposes, guide him, lead him, direct him. Yeah, you know, like, I just finished praying that over him. And then, like, the next thing, he starts confessing all this stuff around pornography and, and encounters with pornography he'd had as a child. And, leading up and even you know accidentally seeing women naked and and all this kind of stuff it um it it was actually the first time that I dealt with something like that so really like like I was a bit of a loss what to do anyhow I um uh, afterwards I said god what the heck was all that about (laughs) because I thought I was praying for clear vision for dreams all that kind of stuff and God reminded me that in Joel it talks about in the last days that my son would dream, my young men would dream dreams, and my old men would have dreams or whatever dreams and visions. I think, always get that mucked up. Uh, it, it God, you know, it said to me that um, one of the ways the enemy really comes in is to. Uh, to put his dreams and his visions in our mind. And obviously one of the easiest ways to do that for men is the sexual stuff. You know, we uh, we see stuff and it plays on our minds and all that kind of stuff. So this is why I think um, I'm going to read this section about blessings one's minds because I think it's very key. So Richard talks about, I I frequently say, I bless my mind. I have the mind of Christ. Therefore, I think his thoughts. May my mind be a holy place where the Holy Spirit is pleased to dwell. May I receive words of knowledge and wisdom and revelation. So from time to time, I struggle with the purity of my thoughts, and I find this helps. I also bless my imagination that I may be used for good and not for evil. I was having some difficulty with my imagination the other day. I was wandering wandering into all sorts of places I didn't want to go, and God impressed on me, see in your imagination Jesus doing his miracles then see yourself doing them. Wow. See in your imagination Jesus doing his miracles, then see yourself doing them. I found it much more effective to think about something good rather than thinking about not thinking about something. (laughs) I mean, that's the key thing is to replace. We've got to replace our thinking, renew our mind, replace it with thinking about the things of God rather than the things of man. And uh and blessing your own mind and imagination helps greatly to achieving that goal of holiness. Once when I was feeling down about a failure in my thought life, the words of an old hymn bubbled up my heart. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to save that thou art. Thou my best thought, thou my best thought by day or night, walking, waking or sleeping, thy presence my light. It's a great hymn, Be Thou My Vision. I would sing it to you, but I can't sing. This next one, blessing our bodies. How many times do we curse our bodies? It's time to bless our bodies. You may be familiar with this verse. A so merry heart does good luck in medicine, Proverbs 17, 22. The Bible is saying that our bodies respond to positive words and thoughts. I bless my body today. Today I break infirmity off myself and I bless my physical well-being.
2: Ah.
1: <sighs> Let me read this whole section
0: to you. And then I want to talk about another blessing that another ministry talks about. I once watched a video about a man who had a serious heart problem. His bypass had become blocked. He blessed his arteries for about three months, declaring them to be fearfully and wonderfully made. On returning to the doctor, it was discovered that he had miraculously had a new bypass. I thought I would try this for my skin. I had a problem with sun damage from my youth. Now my old age, like gross would come up on my shoulders and my neck need to be frozen off every few months so i decided to bless my skin at first i just blessed it in jesus name but then i read something about the nature of skin which changed my perspective i realized that although i was covered with it i didn't know much about the largest organ in my body i talked about it but i never talked to it and i doubt that i said anything nice about it instead i complained and i was ungrateful But skin is amazing. It is the air conditioning and sanitation system. It shields the body from invading germs and heals itself, covers and protects all our inner parts, and does so beautifully. Thank God for skin, wrinkles, and all. Bless your skin. After several months of this kind of blessing, my skin is now almost healed. But the key was when I began to appreciate and be thankful for it. It is fearfully and wonderfully made. A real lesson indeed. Complaining repulses the kingdom of God. Thankfulness attracts it. Did you get that? Complaining repulses the kingdom of God and thankfulness attracts it. Very key. Another testimony from David Goodman. Some months ago, I heard Richard preach on the subject of blessing, a subject in, a somewhat in, in, innocuous subject, but one of them resonated with me before the angle from which he came. The upshot was that blessing needed to be something we ask God for, but there as Christian's the Sorry, let me say it again. The upshot was that blessing needed not be something we ask God for, but that we as Christians have the authority, if not responsibility, to take into this fallen world and as Christ's ambassadors make an impact on their lives and other individuals for the kingdom of God. We can go out and bless them in their lives and reveal Christ to them at the same time. The idea is fine when one is considering others, but this idea struck a brick wall for me when I had to consider blessing myself. I could not shake off the notion notion that I was not worthy, that I was being selfish, that I was taking God for granted. My ideas changed when I saw that we as Christians are a new creation, born again and created for a purpose that God has planned for us. That being so, the body we have now is one that we should treasure and take care of. We are now, after all, a temple for the dwelling of the Holy Spirit. That said, I started a short experiment. Each day I would wake I would bless a part of my body, thank it for its performance, praise it for a job well done. I would praise my fingers for their dexterity, for their skills they have in doing all the tasks required of them and more. I would praise and thank my legs for the tireless job of transportation and speed, for their ability to work in unison. I praise my body for all parts working well together. One odd thing came out of this. Because I felt such much so much better physically and mentally, I turned my thoughts to that of a pain that I had for some months in my lower arm, a pain that seemed to be there in a bone and which needed to be rubbed regularly or at least partially relieved, that constant throbbing. I focused on this area, practicing, praising my body for its healing abilities, for its tenacity to overcome those things that are thrown at it against it, for the support that other parts could give while repairs could be made to another. It was only about three weeks later that I woke one morning and realized that I no longer felt any pain in my arm, that ache had entirely vanished, and it has not returned. I came to realize that while there is surely a time and place for the gift of healing to be exercised through faith for the benefit of others, there's also another avenue open to to us as individuals to engage the gift of healing in ourselves. There's a lesson in humility that we can trust what God has given to our new bodies, that we can go forth in confidence in a new way. In a new and living way of life. Mm. There's a uh, yeah, let, let's start to bless our bodies, bless every part of our bodies, bless our minds, bless our mouths, bless our eyes. Oh Lord, I bless my body. I thank you for my body, and I bless it in Jesus' name. Now there's another ministry called Nothing Hidden Ministries, and it's it's a marriage ministry. And one of the things that they say to do, so this is for husband and wives, is to to literally stand there naked and bless every part of your partner's body. And then for your partner to bless every part of your body. Ah, oh, there you go. That may be an exercise. Uh, who knows where that may lead to, by the way. Um, but yeah, to, to bless your partner's body. Bless every every part of your partner's body. Okay, bless your home, your marriage, your children, blessing your house. You know, uh, one of the things that, that I've learned over the years is that land can be uh, cursed. Uh, it may be cursed because of bloodshed or broken covenant or idolatry or adultery. And even just the thing of asking God, God, whatever's happened on our land from time began to now, just to go through and cleanse it and heal it. Of that sin of the land, and just then ask for the blessing of God to come and rest upon the very land or the very building that you're in as He deals with that. Uh, here's a simple prayer, you know. And and part of that too is God expose anything that's not of You in this place. And there may be something that's not of Him. It could be a Buddha or or whatever. You never know. We we had a ah um, oh, whatever. Uh, Previous clients, they um they had they bought a lounge from Harvey Norman of all places and just it just wasn't right after 12 months. They 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 got it back and got a refund for it. But as the um removalists came in, you know, to take it away, they tipped it upside down, this piece of paper fell out. And there was a handwritten curse in that uh in that couch. <laughs> and uh, it's crazy stuff. Here's a simple blessing of the house. I bless this house, our home. I declare that this house belongs to God. I consecrate it and God and place it under the lordship of Jesus Christ. It is a house of blessing. I break every curse in this house with the blood of Jesus. I take authority over any and every demon in Jesus' name and I command them to leave now and never to return. I cast out every spirit of strife, division, and discord. I cast out the spirit of poverty. Come, Holy Spirit, and everything that is not of you. Fill this house with your presence. Let your fruit come. Love, joy, peace, kindness, patience, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. I bless this house with overflowing peace and abounding love. May all who come in here sense your presence and be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. It talks about walking the boundary of your property and blessing and spiritually applying the blood of Jesus. And, you know, even anointing it with oil and Um, Like we've got uh, Bibles buried on our
1: land. You know,
0: I love that. One of the things I love about his blessings here is he talks about blessing the fruit of the spirit, bringing them in. Because, oh, man, you know, the the power of the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, kindness, patience, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control, being blessed with those things. Bless your marriage. We have the kind of marriage we bless. Or we have the kind of marriage we curse. Whoa. Oh, what a statement. Hey, we have the kind of marriage we bless, or we have the kind of marriage we curse. So this is from a statement from The Power of Blessing by Kerry Kirkwood, and it was a bit of a shock. Oh, don't curse, but bless. Bless your wife. Like, in my case, Pam, I bless you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I release all of God's goodness over to you. May God's intentions for your life come to fruition. I bless your gift of meaning and loving people, your gift of warm hospitality. I bless your gift of making people feel at ease. I declare that you are God's hostess, that you receive people as he would. I bless you with the energy to keep this in, in part, even in your later years. I bless you with health and long life. I bless you with the oil of joy. Blessing your children. I bless, you know, bless your, your child's name. I bless your life. May you be a wonderful woman of God or man of God. Bless your mind to remain sound and for you to have the wisdom and discernment all decisions. I bless your body to remain pure, to marriage, and to be healthy and strong. I bless your hands and feet to do the work that God has planned for you to do. Bless your mouth. May it speak words of truth and encouragement. I bless your heart to be true to the Lord. I bless your husband to be in your future children's lives with richness and unity. I love everything about you, and I'm proud to be your dad. Where a child is struggling in some areas, we can bless them appropriately. If they're finding it difficult to learn in school, we can bless their minds to remember lessons and to understand the concepts behind the teaching. They're being bullied, we can bless them to grow in wisdom and stature and favor with God and other children. So on, that's it. This is Jesus, he grew in favor with God and man. Oh man, talk about them a father's blessing. You know, a father's blessing is so key, and oh, he's a blessing. For you, this is from the Father's Blessing by Frank Hammond. I love you, my child. You are special. You are a gift from God to me. I thank God for allowing me to be a father to you. I love you and I'm proud of you. I ask you to forgive me the things I've said and done that have hurt you and for the things I didn't do. And for the words I never said that you wanted to hear, I break and cut off every curse that has followed you as a result of my sins, your mother's sins, and the sins of your ancestors. I praise God that Jesus became a curse on the cross, that we could come out from under the curse and enter into the blessing. I bless you with the healing of all wounds of the heart, wounds of rejection, neglect, and abuse that have been suffered in Jesus' name. I break the power of cruel and unjust words spoken of you. I bless with overflowing peace, the peace that only the Prince of Peace can give. I bless your life with fruitfulness, good fruit, abundant fruit, fruit that remains. I bless you with success, that you are the head and not the tail, that you are above and not belief. I bless the gifts that God has given you, I bless you with wisdom to make good decisions and develop your full potential in Christ. I bless you with overflowing prosperity, enabling you to be a blessing to others. I bless you with spiritual influence, for you are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. I bless you with depth of spiritual understanding and a close walk with your Lord. You will not stumble or falter, for the word of God will be a lamb to your feet and a light to your path. I bless you to see the woman man as Jesus did and does. I bless you to see, draw out, and celebrate the golden in people and not the dirt. I bless you to release God in the workplace, not just to testify or model good character, but also to glorify God with the excellence and creativity in your work. I bless you with good friends. You have favor with God and man. I bless you with abounding and overflowing love from which you administer God's grace to others. You administer God's comforting grace to others. You are blessed, my child. You are blessed with all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus.
1: Amen. Wow. there is such power in giving and receiving a father's blessing. You know, I want to talk. Uh, we talk a lot about fatherlessness, but I also want to talk
0: about motherlessness as well, and the power of a mother's blessing. To I uh, remember, I was um, doing some work with TAFE Queensland, and we were looking at doing some stuff in. When of the jails up at Maryborough, and I met with um, the head of the jail up there. It, uh, he said something interesting to me. He said, the biggest problem here is motherlessness. It's not fatherlessness. And I was really taken aback. He said, because from our mothers, we learn how to love. And he said, so many of the men in here don't know how to love. They don't know how to father their children because they haven't had that nurture from their mum." So there uh, so yeah, so there's a mother's blessing as well as the father's blessing. So if you have not received a mother's blessing or a father's blessing, uh I'd encourage you to seek out someone to to pray that blessing uh over you. Here's the testimony. It says testimony is the value of the father's blessing. I was changed by the father's blessing since I was born. I had never heard such a message preached. never had a biological father to speak into my life from where I am now. God used you, Richard, to bring me to a point where I need to pray and have a spiritual father declare a father's blessing on my life. When you released a father's son blessing, my heart was comforted, and now I'm happy to be blessed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Another one, I spoke
0: and read out the father's blessing on myself. I could hardly get it out. I just cried and cried and felt the Lord was healing me. My own father had only ever cursed me and spoke negatively over me until he died. I somewhat felt released. The father's blessing has a significant impact whenever I've spoken. You can read a number of those. So if you go to richardbronsonministries.org and look at the testimonies that are there. Um, Blessing others by releasing the prophetic. Although I've given examples to help you get started, it's good to ask the Holy Spirit to help you be like God's mouth declaring and releasing God's specific intention or word in season, the right word at the right time. If the situation permits, activate your spirit with praying in tongues or worship. Yeah. Bless your workplace.
1: Bless your community. Bless the land. Bless the Lord.
0: Final thing here. It's hard to explain how blessing has transformed my life, In my brief experience so far, no one has turned down a blessing when I have offered to give one. I even had the chance to bless a Muslim man. Offering to pray a blessing over a person's life opens the door. It's such a simple, non-threatening way to bring the kingdom of God into a situation, into a person's life. For me, being able to pray a blessing has added a very special tool to my spiritual toolkit. It's like a part of my life was previously missing and has now been slotted into place. Final word from the author. I believe this is from God. Christian, if you only knew the authority you have in Christ Jesus, you would change the world. Huh. So there you go. So this is a, just a little book called The Awesome Power of Blessing. Look, it's seriously, it's, what, 70, 80 pages, 83 pages, 84 pages long. I want to encourage you to grab a copy but You may want to grab a whole pile of them. I'll put the link to to buying it um, through Amazon. Uh, it just took a couple of days to come when I bought it. Um, but I just I just wanna want you to know that you are blessed by God,
1: that you've been created in his image,
0: that you've been blessed to be fruitful and to multiply. And I pray that you'll be blessed with the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, spirit of counsel and might, that you have a reverential fear of God, be a man and woman of quick understanding. Well, if you found this. Uh, to be very helpful yes which is the awesome power of blessing but i also want to encourage you to to read more about blessing to practice blessing in your life uh, but also share this with others um, if it's blessed you is going to bless someone else as well uh, like and subscribe business blessings radio podcast but also go to our business blessings youtube channel and uh, you can subscribe on there that would be So good. Uh, Bless you in all that you do.
2: Amen.